0: Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell back (laughs) with uh, news and views from the Nefarium on Thursday, October 18th, 2018. And um, the Nefarium has been busy, as you can imagine, the last uh, three weeks. The reason I was absent was the virtual pipe organ, which incidentally I've nicknamed Bruno, uh, finally arrived it was supposed to arrive uh, the weekend before last there were last minute complications uh, along the keystone cops lines it did arrive last weekend uh, so i had to i had to adjust my schedule constantly because of that and i apologize for missing the news and views it couldn't be helped But um, it's been fun, and I want to uh, make sure I extend a big thank you to everybody who donated to that to make it happen because that has made a a dream come true that years and years ago uh, I simply lost, due to circumstances, lost the ability to have access to pipe organs to practice. They're notoriously difficult. Uh, uh, instruments to learn because of the difficulty of gaining access simply to practice so um, this has been uh, kind of a dream come true for me and I want to thank everybody it's been a a lot of fun (laughs) the last few days beginning to relearn pieces that I used to know and, and trying to figure out how did I solve this problem and slowly uh, remarkably, in fact, not so slowly, remarkably quickly, the muscle memory is coming back, which began to happen just a couple days ago. So it's been a lot of fun uh, for me, and I want to thank everybody for that. But like I said, this has been a really weird two weeks as far as the nefarium goes. Just today, I got an email from somebody and I was, you know, getting these emails of reports about these stories and I thought, gee, that's awful strange. <laughs> and somebody in an email pointed it out by pointing out yesterday, of course, uh, First Lady Ivanka Trump's airplane had to turn back and land because the cabin began to sm- fill up with smoke because something was burning. And then um, Hillary Clinton's car apparently drove into a concrete pylon in a parking garage on the same date now folks <laughs> i don't know about you but what are the odds huh um i definitely think that that's a little sign of the factional infighting going on uh in this country but The real news, I think, happened over the weekend with the German elections in Bavaria, the Bavarian state elections, and as predicted, the alternative for Deutschland surged. The CSU party, the Christian Social Union, which is the state party that has been closely aligned with the Christian Democratic Union... um, nationally in germany for ever since the end of the second world war that party declined in its showing and that spells really really bad news uh for angela merkel and again because of that i i really do not think that merkel is going to be able to hold on throughout her entire full term now this is one lady who's a very cagey politician she may pull some rabbit out of the hat But as of now, I just don't think that's feasible. But now, what that means is that Germany and the EU are in a slightly weaker position than they were previously before those elections, and Italy, as predicted, is center stage and playing tough. I've linked an article, or I will link an article when I post this, that I want you to pay some real close attention to. Again, it's by Tom Longo, and he has been covering the Italian situation uh, better, in my opinion, than almost anybody else writing about it. And I want to read a few paragraphs from his article called Italy Declares War on Merkel and the EU and several paragraphs at the beginning begin to show what's going on here. Uh, Matteo Salvini and DiMaio have other plans. Since I began covering this story last year on my blog, I've said that it was imperative that Salvini forced the issue of the Troika's demands, the Troika being the European Union, the European Central Bank, and the International Monetary Fund, back down their throats on debt restructuring and forgiveness. Now, remember, let me stop here. The IMF is largely an American-dominated institution. And you'll recall that Heiko Maas, the German foreign minister, has come out recently and said, no, Europe needs its own version of SWIFT, free of American domination, and it needs its own version of the IMF, free of American domination. And I suspect that front, that front and center in his thinking are precisely the Italian situation here, because it would be much easier for Europe to negotiate this whole situation if it did not also have to take into account Washington's demands. So the Troika, the International Monetary Fund here in the Troika, is that part of the Troika that's representing American interests. So always bear that in mind. Continuing then, what I meant then, and I was focused on Salvini's emergence as the leader of this fight, was that Salvini and Italy, because they are more than technically insolvent, have all the leverage in the negotiations. The size of their outstanding debt and the liabilities' existence on the balance sheets of banks across Europe Most notably, the nearly $1 trillion in Target 2 liabilities are something that Juncker Draghi, she's the head of the European Central Bank, Merkel, and Christine Lagarde at the IMF simply cannot ignore. But to do this, Salvini and now DeMaio have to make a good-faith effort to negotiate a good deal for Italy with Brussels, Berlin, and the IMF. This is why the budget squeaked past the 2% limit when they walked it back, and then they walked it back to 2%, but with provisions they knew would anger the EU finance ministers. The point of this is to push Brussels and paint them as the bad guys, listen carefully, to shift public opinion back toward an Italiev position. Italy's problems are not solvable with Germany holding the purse strings for all the EU countries. And, folks, that's it in a nutshell. What we're looking at with Italy is now, I think, the testbed case for the entire EU. And the way that the EU is structured, I've pointed this out back in the third way, is that the EU basically is a resurrected 1942 Reichsbank IG Farben Nazi study on how to create a European federation which Germany would dominate economically and financially. And their way of doing it, you'll recall, was to peg other national currencies to the Reichsmark as a kind of reserve currency backup for the entire free trade zone. And this is exactly how the euro came into existence. It came into existence off the back of the old exchange rate mechanism, which was precisely that kind of currency fluctuation mechanism pegged to the Deutsche Mark. When the franc was added, that's when uh, they began the, the move and push toward the euro. So in other words, Germany is basically the locomotive the financial locomotive that has been trying to power the european union now the problem here is that if you're on if you're on the flip side of this if you're a german and you're financing all these other countries you don't like it any more than those countries like being under the german thumb so The entire financial mechanism of the European Union, this is my real point, the entire financial mechanism of the European Union is what's driving the politics over there, and it's creating some crazy policies, as we've seen. So let's continue with um, Longo's article. The first prong of their assault on the power structure of the EU is this, and he's talking about Matteo Salvini. Challenge them on their budget while making strong statements to the rest of Europe that they are not looking to exit the euro. I'll repeat that. That's crucial. Challenge them on their budget while making strong statements to the rest of Europe that they are not looking to exit the euro. So in other words... Why is that important? It's important because what the Italians are really pressuring them to do is, hey, we're going to stay in, and because we're staying in and we want to get our way, we're putting pressure on the euro itself, in other words, for the whole European Union. So if you don't understand what's going on, you have to remember that the euro, again, is a representation of that old exchange rate mechanism tied to the Deutsche Mark. All right, so they're really putting pressure once again on Germany and France particularly as the two central economic powers in the European in the European Union to come to an agreement. All right, now let's continue. If they do, it will be Germany forcing the situation. The other prong of this assault is to remake the EU from within which Salvini has openly stated is one of his goals. Now, folks, if you're going to remake the EU, as I, as I pointed out, you're going to have to restructure its entire financial arrangement. That's really what's going on here. The current arrangement has Germany as the dominant economic partner in the EU basically financing everybody else all right so in other words if you're going to restructure the EU you have to restructure the financing of the EU the bond markets and everything this is this is the crucial point all right. It started, the the restructuring of the EU started more than a month ago when he met with Hungarian President Viktor Orban, who agreed on a strategy of creating a League of Leagues to unite the opposition to the current technocratic rule on the European Commission. And that's the other problem. The technocrats... Have been the ones driving this this insane refugee policy and putting economic pressure on countries like Spain and Italy and Greece. All right, now I mentioned Spain because Spain is in a very very similar position to Italy. It is a major economy within the European uh, Union, and they're watching the game that Italy is playing because if that game is successful, watch Spain. Do it, too. And if Spain does it, it will cause the EU to be restructured or fall apart. One of the two. So there there are other players. The point I'm trying to make here, there are other players in the wings beyond just Italy and Hungary. Spain is, is definitely in there. All right. Continuing, the big swing is on the table in Germany. Now, listen to this. This this article was written prior to the Bavarian state elections. The Alternative for Germany, or AFD, is now pushing up towards 20% nationally, and the next hurdle for its growth is this weekend's Bavarian state elections. If AFD outpolls the Greens and denies the Christian Social Union a path to a coalition government without them, then that could have spillover effect for Angela Merkel. The latest polls in Bavaria have AFD averaging around 11% versus a strong push up to 18% by the Greens. The CSU has collapsed to just 35%. How accurate these polls are are anyone's guess at this point, but given recent history, I would not be surprised to see the AFD outperform their polling numbers on Sunday, which they did. And they did in rather dramatic fashion, by the way. So in other words, this now has weakened that technocratic hold in Germany represented by Merkel's government uh, rather dramatically. And again, my prediction is I don't think she'll survive uh, an attempt to, to keep her government in power for a full term. I simply don't see that... Uh, she will survive. I expect at this stage what will happen is a leadership challenge to her leadership will be uh, mounted within her party, and she will be replaced. And whoever replaces her will serve out the full term until the next uh, national elections in Germany. Now, continuing, The markets are beginning to wake up to the fact that this political battle is not going to go as smoothly for Germany and the Troika as it did for Greece. Salvini and Di Maio are not Varoufakis and Cyprus, and Italy is simply way more important than Greece. True enough. The euro is weakening by the day, while Italian bond yields are spiking. Traders do not know what to do as each statement by an official associated with this fight moves Italian debt markets by 20 basis points. Now, if you're in the bond market, folks, that's, uh, you know, I hate to say volatile because that's not a word that you normally associate with markets like that. Let's say wobbly, <laughs> okay? All right. Uh Longo himself notes this. He says, I shouldn't have to say this too many times, but but 20 basis points moves in sovereign debt markets is the definition of not normal, (laughs) okay? This is the European Central Bank's biggest weapon. It will try to scare everyone by allowing Italy's fiscal position to erode quickly, making it impossible for them to issue debt at sustainable yields but it does so at the expense of the value of the bonds it and other european banks already hold because they are dropping in value undercutting the solvency of those banks so in other words again any way you look at it italy is really kind of in the driver's seat here now what's the prediction as i said one way or another, the European Union is going to become financially restructured. Whether or not that issues in a response to the cultural issues that have emerged in Europe in conjunction with all of this, the refugee crisis, the the desire of Europeans to close the borders and be able to have their uh, n- national cultures and preserve them, whether or not those two things translate into action remains to be seen. But you'll note that Salvini and his party in Italy are bound and determined to make both things happen because they're the ones, after all, that have initiated this league within Europe of populist parties that are objecting not only to the refugee crisis, but the financial burdens on European economies that they impose the ones fighting them are the technocrats in berlin and brussels all right or if you prefer emmanuel macron uh, who had the gall and i'm using i'm using that word with with deliberate intention to pun who had the gall lately to announce to his fellow frenchmen that there's no such thing as, as french culture um <laughs> You know, these these technocrats get wackier by the minute, it seems. So a lot going on here. Like I say, Italy's the test bed case. And what happens now with this Italian strategy, it's trust me here, folks. This is being carefully watched in Madrid. And I would not be a bit surprised if in the future we're going to find out that the the representatives of the spanish government spanish finance minister and so on have been in quiet talks with their italian counterparts because if italy if italy's serious about this it's eventually going to have to reach out to other countries in the european union that have been facing similar if not identical but at least similar problems and spain is right up there at the top of the list so a lot to watch here a lot of predictions I've made. Look for stories of Italian, Spanish talks about what to do about this situation. Merkel's government weakening, perhaps not surviving her full term. Um, lots going on here. This has been a busy, busy week, and I, you know, this was just one story out of many that happened in in my absence the last few uh, two weeks. So it was very, very difficult. There is a blog today uh, up on the website. If you haven't seen it about the Khashoggi Affair, there are a lot of connections that even the the alternative media has been missing that I've tried to put up and review for you on the website. Now, one final note. Uh, Again, I want to thank everybody that donated to the Virtual uh, Pipe Organ Crowdfund. I've been having a lot of fun (laughs) this week uh, tr- beginning to relearn pieces that I used to know. Uh, it's been a 30-year absence, but the muscle memory is coming back. Uh, faster, much faster than I thought it would. Um, but there is a vid chat tomorrow. I have, I've, I've scheduled vid chats for tomorrow, and then uh, a week from tomorrow. The one tomorrow is going to be the. Uh, european african members time zone vid chat that'll be at two in the afternoon as always i'm going to show up probably a couple of hours early for pre-chat uh we've already got some questions uh since there was the absence uh please send your questions in please try and keep them short this time i'm i'm kind of anticipating people are going to be uh sending a lot of questions and comments so there is a vid chat tomorrow, and then there will be one next Friday, barring some un- any unforeseen circumstances. So that's it, folks, for uh, the news and views. You'll notice I'm wearing the homburg, which means yes, the organ has arrived. This is my <laughs> this is my organ hat, folks. So that's why I'm wearing the homburg today. Anyway, we'll see you on the flip side, everybody. Bye, bye, and God bless.